Welcome to the B-Side, episode 16, our sweet 16. Quinceañera. Our quinceañera. And um, if you listen to the A-Side, you know Rachel Jo Silver is in Florida O-O-O. this week. She's OOO, WFH, WFB from the beach. Um, so I was tasked with finding a guest for the pod this week. And of course, since we talk about Julia literally every episode, I thought, why not just bring her in here into the WeWork phone booth situation that we're currently in, since she is the social media influencer pro at Beauty Blender, and fun fact, Birchbox's very first social media intern. She's my baby, and she's now 16. Baby Juju. (laughs) It's the two Jujus show this week on the podcast. Um, So everyone give a warm welcome to Julia. Her Instagram handle is at Julia underscore Casella. And tell everyone what you do, Jules. Does anyone call you that? Yeah, some people. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Um, So I... Have been at Beauty Blender for a little bit over a year now, mm-hmm. and for the first year, I was running their social. And I recently transitioned to um, a role on the global communications team, which means I work with all of our influencers, um, our global influencer strategy. I oversee it, and a big part of working with influencers, obviously, is creating content. So all all of my social background has really come in handy when I'm writing all these new deal memos. I do a lot of legal stuff. I did a lot oh. of legal stuff at Birchbox yeah, too. Did. Um, and um, I've been doing that for the past few months. It's really fun. Amazing. Who's your um, favorite influencer that you're working with at Beauty Blender? I know you can't pick favorites, oh, but... Well, so basically, I've been hanging out with a lot of influencers yeah. recently, and I really like Jade Marie. Her Instagram is Jady Wady. Oh. And... I think you told me about her. She was so fun and real. I... Not L.A. at all, right? You go to L.A., you think that... Mm -hmm. Also, I think that influencers get bad reps, and she was just so smart and fun. I love that. And she was really cool. How do you spell her Instagram? That one right there. Okay, it's J-A-D-E-Y-W-A-D-E-Y-180. And she's got over a million followers. Yeah, she's very Mm makeup-y, very on brand for Beauty Blender. Mm Mm-hmm. What's the Beauty Blender um, influencer strategy in a nutshell? So at Beauty Blender, we're really lucky because we have so much organic content. Mm -hmm. Everyone uses us, whether we pay them or not. So we actually don't like to pay influencers. It's more about Mm. cultivating relationships with them. And then when paid sponsorships do come up, we will reward the people that have been loyal to us. Um, But... I remember before I worked at Beauty Blender, I saw that Mariana Hewitt had a video called How to Use Your Beauty Blender, mm-hmm. and I was thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, how much do they pay for that? This video's perfect. Yeah. And when I got to Beauty Blender, it turns out, no, it was totally organic. She just loves her Beauty Blender. and Isn't that the best? It's the best. It's a marketing dream, yeah. honestly, because every single day. That people love. Exactly. Every single day, I, like... When I was doing uh, the day-to-day social, it's like I would go in and be like, great, what gigantic influencer talked about us today? Yeah, that's so awesome. So it's definitely awesome. Um, and you use Dash Hudson for social tracking, right? Yeah, Dash Hudson is ever. so important mm-hmm. for Beauty Blender because so much of the content is video. Yeah. Um, my strategy behind social in general at Beauty Blender was, so why would someone follow us? Mm-hmm. And 
you know, see cute pictures of sponges. Definitely is like people like it. But a big thing would be to see makeup tutorials. And because right. we're such a, I like to say, democratic product because mm-hmm. everyone can use us. It doesn't matter like what size you are, yeah. what skin shade you are. Um, I... It's really easy as long as there aren't competitor sponges in the video, which there never mm-hmm. are in the big people's videos. Yeah, um, you guys are like the, the queen the of sponges. OG, the OG. Julia brought me a beauty blender that says beauty queen on it. And this is like the little case that you can... The canister. Rest, yeah, the canister that you can rest your beauty blender in. Yeah, it was which designed for you. Which is such to... a good little hack, especially for traveling. You can just... But you have to make sure not to close it when it's wet. Oh, good tip. So you should never put your wet beauty blender in any enclosed Mm -hmm. space, like in a makeup bag or a drawer or anything. And do you wash your beauty blender every time after you use it? So you're supposed to, Mm -hmm. but... I don't know anyone who does that. I do. I try to, at least. You used to not, not at Birchbox, you didn't wash it that much. No, I didn't, but I've, like, <laughs> but now you have to try to get into cleanser. I know. Um, that cleanser should, is my favorite. It's so good for makeup it's brushes. The, what is it? The Solid Pro. Pro. It's oh, huge, it's so but good. you go through it, actually, really quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the thing is, because I have so many blenders, I don't have to wash them until I have to wash them in bulk. Yeah. And a good hack for that is that you can get a big bowl of water, put all of your blenders in it, and then use some of our liquid cleanser oh. in it and let it soak. For how long? You could let it soak for, you know, a couple hours if you want. And there's some makeup artists that will put it in a plastic bag mm-hmm. with water and then use that cleanser and then, like, shake it up. Oh, my God. And let it sit for a little bit, and then you could rinse it out. That's how you can bulk clean your blenders. I love this. Mm-hmm. We're learning so many tips. Amazing. So we're going to get into some fun games on the B-side, obviously, because it's the B-side. Um but we also wanted to talk a little bit about some social media news we saw this week that Julia uh, turned me on to. So can you share what it is? Yeah. So Instagram apparently is going to introduce the screenshot feature. So Interesting move, Instagram. Right. So if you have an Instagram story and someone took a screenshot, mm-hmm. you're going to know about it now. Just like Snapchat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? Or are you neutral? I was thinking about this last night. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I was trying to figure out their motivation, Mm -hmm. why they would do it. And the only thing I could really think of, I guess I probably could think about it more, but is that the leg up that Snapchat has on Instagram, besides having better face filters, Mm -hmm. which is they 100% have better filters, um, or lenses, sorry. Lenses, Lenses. yeah. They have better lenses. (laughs) Besides that, the leg up that Snapchat has on Instagram is that it's still being used as a one-to-one platform. Mm -hmm. So Snapchat originally was a one-to-one platform. They didn't have stories. They invented this concept of stories. Yeah, that was like after the fact. People were just like snapping each other. Yeah. And that was how Snapchat started. So they still have that leg up on Instagram. Instagram because as far as I'm concerned, no one is using Instagram stories to send their friends, you know, ugly selfies yeah. or like inside jokes or things yeah. that they don't want to post on their stories. But they are using it to like chat with each other. Yes. So it's more of like a text one-to-one feature, whereas Snapchat is more of like a visual one-to-one feature. Right, because also the texts in Snapchat disappear, so mm-hmm. that would get kind of annoying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm thinking that because Snapchat still has that leg up, Instagram wants to maybe have people use it in that way mm-hmm. and maybe they think that the hump they have to get over is the possibility of someone screenshotting your 
um, your snap. Mm -hmm. So maybe the idea is like, okay, Julia, instead of sending this funny picture to Juliet on Snapchat, she might do it. But the thing is, I trust you, right? So remember what Snapchat was started for, right? Yeah. So dick pics. Exactly, for (laughs) nudes. So that was why getting the screenshot notification was so important. Mm -hmm. Because then you would know if this guy was screenshotting your nudes, (laughs) right? Then you wouldn't send them anymore. So maybe... Instagram wants people to send nudes. Maybe is that's that the is message. that the strategy? Is that, <laughs> is that what we've come to? If you work at Instagram, please DM us, us and DM tell us. us. Yeah, maybe send us some nudes too. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually think a little bit differently because when I was using Snapchat heavily at Birchbox as part of their social strategy, when we would do like Snap Stories. I would gauge the, like, engagement success of a story sometimes based on how many people were screenshotting it. So, like, if I was doing a story on, like, my morning, like, skincare routine and going through all the products, I could tell, like, oh, this many people screenshotted this eye Mm -hmm. cream over this cleanser so I know that they care about this product more. So I think it's actually something that they're doing for brands so that brands have more metrics behind stories because there's really like none besides the uh, like views and like people swipe through i i wish there was a way to flag Mm -hmm. a story right because i will mean like bookmark exactly like Like, yeah the bookmark like you can do yeah yeah because there are things in stories that i want to save but then that would go against the nature of 24 hours Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but i don't know there's part of me that does think that instagram and facebook introduce things for brands but if it's not applicable to the public or to their users Mm -hmm. I don't know if they will still introduce it right because you have to think about the users yeah as well and it seems like people are Mm -hmm. initially the initial reaction is people are turned off by that right because they're like oh great now I can't screenshot people's I know people are like freaking out there there's like all these articles about hacks to avoid like it's so easy you know what the hack is the hack is you get another phone and you film (laughs) or you take a photo (laughs) of the thing it's everyone knows this it's really funny also I mean like Like, some people argue that viewing someone's story is, like, a similar sort of, like, you don't want to view your crush's story or, like, screenshot your crush's story. When, like, okay, I just think no one cares. Like, are people really that concerned with who's looking at their story? Yes, because people have way less followers than you. That's the thing. So... When I obviously look at, you know, the people who watch the Beauty Blender story, or even me, right? Like, I have, whatever, 2,000 followers, which is nothing in the influencer world, but more than the average person. Mm -hmm. I don't really scroll through and see every single person that watched it because it's too many people. Mm -hmm. But the average person does go through and they look intently. But what I'm saying is, like, I don't think a view means anything. People look into it too much. Oh, no, it means a lot. It doesn't mean anything. It means everything. It's a passive view. A screenshot is definitely indicative. Rate CTR <laughs> means everything with Instagram stories. I tweeted this the other day. Like my friend was like, I just I don't know. Like if he likes me, I'm like, oh, like what's his click through rate on your Instagram story? Because then you know, right? If he goes all the way to the end of the story, like he's oh invested. Oh my god, I love this so much. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think views on Instagram stories matter for people that you? care about or maybe don't care about my friend this guy her and this guy just broke up and he is watching all of her instagram stories but he doesn't follow her so he's actively going to her account to watch it yeah so that's a pretty like strong metric right there you're you want to talk about intent yeah he still cares about her yes (laughs) yes 
Okay, we'll see what happens. If you guys see this feature, I don't have it yet. They, they're probably going to roll it out over the next several months. They tend to do that. Um, let us know. Um, okay, I think we're going to get into some games. But before we do that, we want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Obviously, which is a tech platform that connects brands and influencers. Um, we've talked about them for a couple episodes now, and we uh, can't say enough great things about them. May, who is the founder, she started the company a few years ago. Um, she has really great experience working on like the marketing and brand side at places like Guilt and started this company um, to kind of cut through the of influencer marketing. Um, it's really kind of a wild, wild west um, and can be really intimidating for a brand or an influencer to navigate. So she's kind of cutting out all that hard work and really making meaningful connections for brands and influencers. Um, and they work with brands like Zola and Sephora and Coors, the beauty brand, um, and Pantene. So they're really running the gamut on the types of partnerships they do. And it's a really, really great product. And May and the Obviously team are giving our listeners a free 30-minute influencer marketing strategy session with their team. So if you go to obvious.ly and click on the get in touch button. You can just fill out your email address and tell them that you heard about us from or heard about them through the do you follow podcast and you'll get set up with your free 30 minute influencer call. Um, and since we're on the B side, I wanted to play our, uh, a game of do you follow, but it's sort of a version of it with, who is someone that you follow that you've actually, an influencer, that you've converted from? Rachel and I have been playing this game, and um, I think you and I are going to have a similar answer. Yeah, so for <laughs> me, and I always tell this story, is for me, it's Mariana Hewitt. That was my first, when we played this the first time, she was like the number one. I've gotten so many things from her. Yeah. Including... Mother jeans, Mother jeans, which we both got from her. We both the white it. denim one. Oh, I got the black pair. I got the white one. Oh, I think I want the white pair too. I think I want the black one. <laughs> <laughs> I like her because she's short, and yeah, we're both short. Me too. That's why I like her. There we go. Me too. Yeah. And she looks like Kim Kardashian. Exactly in the best <laughs> which way. Which I don't, but at least I'm short, and I can. I feel like I'm slowly moving in that direction. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, the story I always like to tell about influencer marketing. So I do influencer marketing at Beauty Blender. I was also doing it at Birchbox. Um, the story that I always like to tell people when they act like when they ask, do influencers really work, right? And there's definitely ways to track, you know, Instagram like uh, conversion mm-hmm. on influencers, right? Like you can give them a code, right? Or mm-hmm. you know, if they link to you in the blog, you can see how many yeah. clicks you got. But at the end of the day, you really need to see influencers as top of funnel marketing, completely. And this example, and this is, I swear, this is totally true, mm-hmm. is that so Mariana Hewitt posts posts about these mother jeans, these mother pants a lot, mm-hmm. and so it was like months and months of me following her, seeing that she posted about it. I've been to her blog and read about them and just, you know, always thinking that I wanted them. And then when it finally came time to actual actually buy them, I didn't go through her blog. I didn't go through her Instagram. I went to mother.com mm-hmm. or motherjeans.com, whatever it is. And I looked up the style and I bought them. So she got no credit whatsoever. Right. But uh-huh. basically the idea is that she's the one who introduced me to them. And then maybe, you know, I yeah. saw it somewhere else. Uh-huh. And then maybe, you know, I see them in store. But eventually I would move down the marketing funnel and I converted. Exactly. And it actually sucks for her because she got no percentage of it. Mm-hmm. So 
that's the thing. If people say, oh, do influencers work? It's like, well, do you think billboards work? Mm -hmm. Do you think other types of marketing work? Because it's hard to track... Like Direct I think conversion. the last trick, last click attribution for right marketing is it doesn't work. It doesn't work because yeah. it's everyone knows. I mean, I think this it's between six and nine touch points you have to have between six and nine touch points with a brand before you convert. Mm-hmm. And influencers just speed that up, right? So yeah. it's like okay, Mariana Hewitt posts about it, then Juliet tells me about it, then I see them in store, mm-hmm. then you know. I go to Madewell and I see that they have a similar pair, but yeah. you know I, I like the mother ones more. Yeah. You just you go down the funnel. Exactly. I think that's such a good point and a really good reminder for everyone who's listening. And if you're um, working on influencer marketing or trying to push that through at a brand that you work for, it's just a really good anecdotal story that proves that influencers like don't think of them as a performance channel like solely. Yes, there's aspects of that where they can drive performance, but really, like, where they are the most effective is in a top-of-funnel marketing experience. They're introducing their audience to your product and brand in a really contextual way, and that's going to happen, like, context- like over time. Also, that's what I was going to say. She didn't post about it once. This is what I always say to people about influencer <clears throat> mm-hmm. marketing is that it has to be – you have to look at it in the long run, right? Mm-hmm. So at Beauty Blender, if we work with someone on a video, it's like they've mm-hmm. mentioned us before, and they're totally. going to continue to mention us. I don't want a one-off. Mm-hmm. And Mariana, this is a perfect example. She talked about them for so, so, so yeah. long. It's not like I saw it once and forgot about it. I was constantly being reminded that she likes this brand. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, if you're trying to find the right influencers to work with, like, find people who already know and love you and talk exactly. about you if your brand is, like, big enough. But then you also want to reward loyalty. Yeah. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of, um, I think, like, marketing people and executives forget like it's really about like who better to tell your brand story than someone who actually understands the value proposition and there are definitely going to be instances when you're really small that if one influencer talks about you um you're going to notice and mm-hmm. uh, you know an uptick and you're going to know where it came from right it's going to mm-hmm. be like oh no one's really talking about us and then you know something navy talked about us last night right and you're going to know it came from her but for the most part once you're really big i mean at be- the scale of beauty blender it's like i can't think of the kardashians talk about us mario makeup yeah. by mario talks about us there's it's really hard to be like this specific person yeah did this for us right but we know it's all it's you know a mix of everything it's all yeah aspects yeah you know, together Oh, such a good one. And we have the same one. <laughs> and the um, same in this exact same uh, product. That I know. Did you so click funny. through her bio? Did you click anything? Did she get, did you click in her? I don't think I did because I had seen it like in a couple of posts and I saw yeah. them and I was like, oh, like I really like the way it looks on her because we're like the same height. Yes. We're like five foot one. Um, and it's hard, obviously, to find pants, which brings me to my influencer that I chose for this game, who I converted from. In addition to Mariana, who I talked about a few episodes ago, um, Lauren Caruso. Mm. Her Instagram is at Lauren Caruso underscore. Um, she's another petite gal. <laughs> and I really I talked about her before. Um, she's a friend of mine. She's worked at Refinery29 and Allure and is now at Bandier and does a lot of really great content creation, has a beautiful Instagram. Um, but she posted about this brand called Petite Studio. And they are a New York-based kind of really small boutique-y um, clothing brand. And they focus on just petite clothing. And she was wearing these pants that were like sort of like kick flares and had like this really beautiful 
kind of like a cufflink pearl like element to it. It was like an embellishment on it. And I just thought they were so unique and I had never heard of this brand before. And um, I like went over to their page and I like saw that she'd posted about it a few times and I decided like after seeing it so many times that I was going to buy them. And so um, I got them and I like was what so brand? it's called Petite Studio. Oh. Their Instagram is Petite Studio NYC. Um, and they're like a very kind of chic and like fashion forward petite brand which is really hard to find um unfortunately so i loved them so much and i emailed petite studio and i was like i'm like obsessed (laughs) with these and i like i've gotten so many compliments from people on the street who are asking me where they're from and i just like want to tell you that lauren caruso told me about them so i like did that attribution for them because i was so happy um so that was mine that's good that's a good one I do also, another person that I convert off of, her name is Lainey. Oh, I just discovered her. Why did I discover her? I don't know. Someone posted about her who's, like, a wellness person. So I know her through Amber. Oh. And her Instagram's L-A-N-E-Y-C-R-O-W-E-L-L. And she started um, her own company called The Moment. Mm-hmm. But I follow her personal, and I also follow the brand. And she really likes clean, organic beauty, which, you know, I'm not totally on that bandwagon, but I do like to hear about it. Mm-hmm. And so she talked about... And for me to... To get me to buy a beauty product is a lot, right? I have mm-hmm. so much stuff. I also yeah. freelance write, so I get still get a lot of stuff. Yeah. And she wrote about the Jillian Dempsey um, eyelid. Oh, Rachel Lisa told me about those. Exactly. So she wrote about it, and I... Um, I bought it from Violet yeah. Gray. I love Violet Gray. Violet Gray is really cool. I love their branding. Um, and then she had someone take over yesterday. Oh. That's from the brand um, Ajant Nature. Ajant Nature. Yeah, so they, they're famous them. for their um, all-natural deodorant. Oh. And so the founder of it took over the Moments Instagram, and she went through her whole entire skincare routine and... Also just talked about products she liked, and I ended up buying a $25 French toothpaste <gasps> because she suggested it. Oh, my God. What brand is it? It's I've never heard of it before. Um, Should I get it? I mean, I'll let you know when it arrives in, like, two days. So good. I really like Marvis toothpaste, yeah. which we used to sell at Birchbox, mm-hmm. which is already overpriced. So this mm-hmm. is even next level overpriced. What's the flavor of the toothpaste? It's, is it, like, a weird, like, jasmine? They like have Marvis one that's, was? like, rose something. But this one is supposed to be, like, more tropical mint. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which is it's also, I also like got it. the exact same flavor that she talked about. Like, or, yeah, yeah, flavor. Because I was like, I don't know which one to get. I guess she likes this one. I'll do yeah. this. You guys should follow Julia for really good beauty products that you probably have never heard of or ones that, like, you maybe heard about from, like, beauty magazines or beauty editors but, like, haven't – don't fully understand because she does a very good job at showing them. And she's a beautiful um, – apartment and literally puts her beauty products like on <laughs> shelves to display them. <laughs> right, yeah, I have a whole wall of nail polish yeah. that I never use. Uh-huh. I call it my art installation. <laughs> like it's a piece of contemporary art. I know, it's so good. Ugh. Okay, thanks obviously. This was a fun game. Should we play Instagram roulette now? Oh, yeah, okay. Do you know how to play? Yeah, but let me watch you first. Okay. Because I, I, I listen to the podcast, I know, but I never know what it looks like when you guys do it. Okay, so basically how it works is we pick a number, we decide for that number how many swipes will, like, go uh, down, and whoever we land on, we have to say who they are and why we follow them. Okay. 
So what number do you want to pick? Four. Four? Okay. So we do it at the same time. Ready? Yep. One, One two, two, three, three four. four. Mm. <gasps> okay. You know who I landed on? Who? Have you been watching Queer Eye? No. On Netflix? No. Okay. Everyone, go binge watch it. It's only six episodes. You remember Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, or were you, like, an kind infant? Of, I kind of remember it. <laughs> so they, like, rebooted it for Netflix, and they have a whole new cast, and it's such a good show. I I've said heard this, that recently. I said this, like, last night. I was like, I think the show is, like, going to be the reason that our country is going to be okay again. Like, they're bringing people <laughs> together. They started out in, like, the deep south Georgia, and they're going to these, like, families or these, like, you know— single guys, like, divorced guys, this, like, gay guy who hasn't come out to his, like, stepmom yet, and it's just, like, really beautiful, heartwarming stories, and they change these, like, people's lives around by, like, helping them just, like, believe in themselves. It's very empowering. Anyway, my favorite character on the show is Jonathan, and he's the grooming expert, and he has, like, really long hair and kind of looks like Jesus, (laughs) and I started following him after I watched the show. He's great. He did, um... I don't know if he still does it because he's like a TV star now, but he did the hair for the Game of Thrones cast. Like he was on set doing hair. Oh, he's um, that's a pretty intense hair job. Yeah, he's also a like big time yogi, and he's really funny and makes me laugh on the show a lot. And I love him, Jonathan. Look how beautiful he is. Yeah, right. That hair. And going back to long captions, I know we were talking about on the A side. Yeah, and he does. He like cuts the guy's hair on the show, and like this one guy had like um, like a lot of rosacea. He gave him a green concealer stick and was like, "Just dab this on when you like want to feel like you know better about yourself if you're going on like a date or something." He had some really good tips and hacks. So that's that's who I stumbled upon. Fun. What about you? Okay, for <laughs> me, I landed on a brand, not a person. That's okay, great. So I landed, but if you want to talk about converting, I landed on Reformation, <gasps> yeah. which I love. It's probably my favorite brand. Really? And I didn't know that. I convert on their Instagram all the time. Really? All the like time. Like you click through link in bio and shop. Yes. From your phone. Yes. Whoa. All the time. And then I get so many retargeted ads from them. So Reformation, you should hire Julia as a brand ambassador. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Love their stuff. And I follow their Instagram. They have such a good Instagram. Right, because if whenever they come out with a new style, that's the place they put it on. I like flag things. I will sometimes flag it and then go in store. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love, love, love their also okay. I think they're one of the few brands that can actually like they do a good job of like sp- like putting their PDPs. Yeah, their e-commerce yes. images in addition to like real people images because their PDPs don't feel very PDP. They don't to begin with. They don't at all. Like I can't even tell from looking at their grid like which one is necessarily a PDP. And I feel like the the like people that the models that they choose and the people who like wear their clothes it's all sort of like the the same same. yeah like not even necessarily the same like size but the the same same, like attitude Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they do a really good job and then also I mean I think they're um, a brand that their customers also because they're so stylish they get really great high quality UGC from them I totally agree Um, and they do like 
a lot of interesting things. They're like another brand where their customers like really they have a huge community of people who just like are diehards for their brand. Yeah. Myself included. Yeah. Um I got something well actually this was like a second hand. <laughs> so one of my friends um at M Jemmy, Lauren, her Instagram is photo scout seven seven seven. No, Photo Scout 77. I messed it up last time too. She um for Halloween bought a Reformation velvet like jumpsuit mm-hmm. for her costume. And, she, and I the store was like right next to the M Jemmy office. So she um got this jumpsuit and I went in with her and we were like looking at it and I was like, this is amazing. She was like, this is for my costume, but like, I don't know if I want to pay all this money. And I was like, I'll buy it from you afterwards. So like, for that time I bought your real Halloween life. socks from you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a Halloween costume from Juliet before. Yeah. It were, they were like American apparel socks, yeah. right? That's really funny. Um, so I bought, I bought her like once. They have used. a petite Sex collection they do, too, but they it's called "Don't it. Call Me Cute." I love that yeah. so much. I was like so happy when they came out with petites. Um, again, because it's hard to find like petite clothing that's actually cool. Right, exactly. Even if you get like their extra smaller stuff, it won't fit in certain areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's all about like the proportions and yeah. like where it falls on your shoulders and stuff. Yeah. Um, I haven't tried their petite stuff yet, but I really want to. Um, but yeah, so I got this jumpsuit from her. And um, that was my first piece of their retargeting is fun too. Like they'll retarget and be like, "Oh, they're like, hello there, like, or there you are again, or like, if you can't stop thinking about it, Uh right?" Which I think is fun and pretty cheeky. And they're, um, I think it was either you or Danielle who Instagram this. They're outside of their stores. They always do like really fun, like, um, what are those uh, chalkboard, chalkboard. not chalkboard, but like billboards. And I think it said, "Cute top." Seeking Seeking sassy sassy bottom. bottom. (laughs) And I Instagram. Which has more than one connotation, but um, I thought it was. This is a really explicit uh, podcast. I know. We need to put the explicit rating on here. The easiest one (laughs) that you guys have. I know. I Instagrammed one of their things once too, which was cute. Yeah. That they had on their. I don't even know what that's called. Oh, my God. You're going so back, I know. far back. This is when wow. I had the nails that you have. I know. I got – so my Valentine's Day Manny, which you might have seen it on my Instagram last week, was inspired by the one that Julia got five, five years, years ago. <laughs> She's so ahead of the trend. Seriously. Remember when you started wearing scrunchies before they were cool? Oh, my God. Women's Wear Daily did an article the other day about how scrunchies are back. And Julia started wearing mom jeans before everyone did. Mm. She's, like, at least a year ahead of the trend. So ahead that I don't get credit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have to find it, but it was a funny one. They have funny things on there. Which is also, if you want to talk about creating, like, Instagrammable moments for your brand. Like, people aren't going to Instagram something if you're like, Instagram this and remember to tag us. No. It's like, just create funny Yeah, set it up for them. You have to show them, like, how easy it is and why it's, like, you need to Instagram it. Yeah. Because it's cool. Um, What's the best Instagrammable moment that Beauty Blender did? That ch- crazy chair. We had that chair the other day. Did which you was like actually grown. cut up those beauty blenders? Not personally, but they, <laughs> yes. They so were it was cut like be- a throne of beauty blenders. Mm-hmm. It was like the most insane thing I've ever seen. Yeah, people loved it. I feel like we have, we had a big 15, at our um, anniversary party last year, we had a big 15 made of beauty blenders. If you just put a, plot of, a lot of blenders somewhere, mm-hmm. people are going to like it and they're going to want to take a photo of it. Yeah. Very true. 
Okay, should we play Do You Follow, our namesake game, where yes. we each bring to the table someone we think that our listeners should follow? I'm so excited. Do you want to go first, since you're the guest? Yes. So okay. I love John Mayer <laughs> on so on Twitter. I first like started following him on Twitter. His tweets are so good. And then, you know what? I don't know if he's still snapping, but he was one of my favorite people on Snapchat. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I never followed him on Snapchat. I don't think he really does it anymore, but he would get like... He would get really into it and do like, per, he would get into like personas and do songs. He's about so it. funny. And to be honest, I wasn't a fan of his music growing up. I didn't really, really like him or care about him. And lately, his tweets have been—they're so good. And now on Instagram, he's good too. He's just hilarious. Like the cut interviewed him the other day, and they're like, "What's the secret to you know your skin? Like you have perfect skin." He and he said, skin. "He said, let me pull it up." He said, "He's really funny." He said, I don't smoke, and I don't go out in the sun, and I don't love anybody. (laughs) I love him. Uh, And then um, on Instagram, too, I think he, like, did this funny video. He was like, everyone keeps posting videos of them getting their makeup done, and so I hired a makeup team to do my makeup just so I could post this. I need to, I don't, I didn't, wasn't following him on Instagram, and I wasn't following him on Twitter either, so I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I love him. I know that, like, People think he's a jerk and all, but yeah, like, but is he? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. He seems really great on social. Yeah. Okay, he's a good follow. I like that. Um, okay, my do you follow? I don't know if you follow this person actually. There's like a chance that you might. Mama Medicine. Do you know who no. this is? Okay, you would be into her. Vogue called her fashion's favorite healer. She's like a female shaman, Cirrus, does things called medicine readings, which are a mix of like Reiki and like crystal therapy. And um, she does these ritual baths, which are like really beautiful content for Instagram. So she like... These ritual baths are something, like, if you are trying to let go of something or detox something, it's very kind of, like, mental and spiritual. She puts together these recipes that include things like white roses and matcha and basil and, like, clear quartz crystals. And, like, it's stunning. I mean, like, I don't know if I will ever actually do this, but it's very, like, aspirational to watch. And she does um, these like, group medicine reading ceremonies in addition to individual Yeah, wait, is she based in New York? She's based in New York. Wait, can we go to one? Yes. Have you been to we, one? I haven't been to one. My what? friend, her Instagram's Hi Claire Michelle, um, who was my first roommate in New York City and now lives in L.A., she consults for Mama Medicine. And she told me about her, and she was, like, the, like, impact that I got out of a do- doing a medicine reading with her was, like, way more than all of the years of therapy that I've been to. I'm obsessed with all that stuff. I I go to Reiki. I go to everything. (laughs) Wait, let's go on the 8th after my clear and brilliant. Okay. I'm getting laser guys on my face, (laughs) and I have to stay inside, but I guess everyone there will be okay. What's the laser treatment? It's, like, anti-aging. Guys, I'm about to be 26. Julia's been, like, (laughs) worried about aging since she was an intern. Yeah. She was like, I'm so old. I'm (laughs) turning, like, 20. (laughs) My life is over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, she's. Um, so I'm we're gonna go really on the eighth excited. if you guys want to come with us. Yeah, it's Space by Mama Medicine. Um, it's in New York, and follow her for really like amazing content. She also does weekly Instagram live series where like her community can ask her anything. Oh, fun! Which is cool. I like her. Cool. 
Good one. That was a really good one, Julia. I know. Is this the end of our episode? I don't want it to be over. This was so fun. I know. Can you come back every week? It's so, it's going to be weird because I always listen to it. I know. So to hear myself. I know. I'm Uh, excited. Thanks for coming in, Juju. Thanks for having me, Juju. (laughs) Okay, guys. So that's the end of the B-side, which I'm kind of sad about. But thanks for coming in, Julia. And um, where can people find you? At Julia underscore Casella. Okay. On Twitter and Instagram. Amazing. Um... Again, if you have questions for the A-side or the B-side, if you want to tell us someone who we think we should follow, um, send us an email at doyoufollowpodcast at gmail.com or Instagram DM me and Rachel at, at jdelphine and at Rachel Joe Silver. And don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast so that more people know about Do You Follow Podcast. And final plug... In case you missed it, we started another podcast, which we're calling kind of the Love Stories TV podcast. It's called Since You Asked, a podcast on your wedding questions. So we scour Facebook groups, Slack channels, message boards, and are answering questions like, should I get Botox before my wedding? Um, is airbrush makeup better than regular help? What do I do? How much do I? Oh, how do I find a makeup artist? That's a question I get yeah. a lot. Yeah. So um, make sure you subscribe and listen to that. And we have another special guest for that this week, which I'll you'll find out soon. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.